Before we jump into the show, I have a little project that I've been working on for you all. It's called How She Grew. I'm collaborating with a few other influencers you probably know, and together we are gathering 35 of the top female entrepreneurs. We are pulling back the curtains, so to speak, and getting them to talk through exactly how they built their businesses. The goal is for you to fast track your growth doing something you love by learning from the people who are steps ahead of you. So if you're confused about social media growth or email lists, maybe you want to sell your own product, maybe you want to coach people online, you'll get to learn all the juicy details from from the people who have been doing this for years. And we're also including a resource guide, a private Facebook group, and notes along with the virtual training. So maybe you're interested in starting a business. Maybe you have a side hustle. Maybe you have a business and you're just not sure what your next step should be. This is for you. I've already learned so much and I'm already completely changing some of my systems and strategies in my business for the better. Everyone I have interviewed has said, wow, I'm so glad you're doing this because... I wish I had this when I was starting out. And honestly, this that is the catalyst for why I decided to do this with some of my other collaborators. It was like, I have learned so much from people who are steps ahead of me, and I want to provide that to other people. So How She Grew will be available October 24th, 2022. To learn more and get access to this complete package of virtual trainings, resources, and more, go to coconutsandkettlebells.com slash grew. Our goal is to provide affordable and accessible mentorship for women, no matter where you're at. So again, that's coconutsandkettlebells.com slash G-R-E-W. It launches October 24th, but it's available for purchase now. You are now listening to Well-Fed Women, the show that's been radically changing the way women perceive health, fitness, and their bodies since 2015. I'm your host, Noelle Tarr. Submit your questions to wellfedwomen at gmail.com. And you can keep up with the show on Instagram at wellfedwomen. Hello and welcome to the Well-Fed Women podcast. This is episode number 398. I am your host, Noelle Tarr of coconutsandcuddleballs.com. I'm a nutritional therapy practitioner and a certified personal trainer. You can go to my website and click podcast at the top because I have categorized all the last you know, 398 episodes that we've done by topic. And you can click on podcast at the top and you'll see um, a list of all of the podcasts. So hopefully that's helpful if you're trying to find an episode about a specific topic, because that's one of the questions we get all the time. And I will say we've covered most, you know, topics at this point <laughs> in our life cycle of the Well-Fed Women podcast. So, um, but we are happy to keep talking about them and we, lo- we love that you're here with us today. So I'm here with Stephanie Ruper. My co-host, she's the author of Sexy by Nature and founder of Health2Empower.com, previously PaleoForWomen.com. She is a PhD who is currently in France working on maybe getting another one. Today, our topics will include fear of gaining weight, the liver and hormone detoxification system and how hormones are dependent upon the health of your liver and feeling exhausted in the first half of your cycle. Hello again, Stephanie. Hello. Hi. Hi. My computer gave me a notification that I was on mute, but it was in French. So I didn't know. It took me a minute to figure out what it said. My whole computer is in French. And wow, that's dedication. I mean, there were other ways in which I could be more dedicated, like (laughs) taking French lessons, which I'm not doing, or reading in French, which I'm also not doing. Um, I'm doing what I can, but I'm 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 studying philosophy, and I read much faster in English. So anyway, my computer is in French, and 
um, yeah, I like shared my screen in a meeting recently with like English speakers. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Art of gay. <laughs> well, how, how are you? Are you using like the Duolingo or whatever app or how are you studying French? Mm. So, well, I'm not. Uh, so I have uh, off and on studied French for like the last 10 years and I'm quite proficient at reading French. And when you do a lot of philosophy and French and Italian and Spanish and it all just Latin, like you look at the, you can look at the words and it's just, I can, I can look at the words and make it fit, but speaking, oh, I, so I tried to find a doctor today and I had to call doctor's offices and oh. talking to people on the phone is the worst. Cause I can't gesture. I can't do anything. And they're like, what? And I'm like, what? Yeah. Speaking is, is, is quite, um, quite difficult for me. And right now all I'm doing is basically reading. Nobody's like, aren't you like out in the world practicing your French? I'm like, I order a coffee in the morning and then I don't talk. <laughs> Like, no, I'm friendly, like friendly with the staff at the library. Other than that, I do not talk. So, um, yeah, I did use Duolingo for a while earlier in Babbel. Um, and I found some like other websites and stuff and okay. people who write books for like intermediate French, you know, there's so much stuff out there these days. Um, it's a yeah. little hard to wade through it, but yeah. Well, I'll say this. I said this before and I'll say it again because we did record like five minutes and then we had tech tech issues. Um, you do look radiant. I think it's, I think it's your color palette. You are just <laughs> rocking the teal. You have, I'm not kidding. You have like a light blue thing and then you have the, well, gosh, if I call the, the wrong color, I apologize. Whatever the bluish teal underneath and you have like a, have I would have called it, a, would have called it a dusted turquoise. Okay. Dusted turquoise on the bottom. And then you have like the, the teal turquoise uh, yeah, over top and it looks great. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yes. Um, I should actually, my, my, my closet is right here. I should have the doors open because everything in it is. Still. <laughs> um, yeah. Thank you. I'm a, I'm a big fan of the uh, big, big, big fan of the palette. I am honestly blown away by the way that people dress here is like mind blowing. <laughs> like at the university, like not everybody, but a lot of the students have briefcases and everybody's wearing sports coats and they're in like the colors of this season. <laughs> it's like really nice, like nice shoes and stuff. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's, um, there's a real uh, attentiveness to, um, to like certain aspects of, I don't know, life. That's just, it's very interesting. And uh, yeah, I feel like I have, I have so much to learn <laughs> in that, that respect and well, all respects. I feel like the French would be on top of their, their fashion game. Just makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It tracks. So um, yeah, I'm really, I'm really uh, enjoying getting settled in here. I apologize for my echoey mic. I didn't know the walls in this building. Now that I'm looking at them closely, I'm like, oh, those are, these look like very hard. Oh yeah. I'm touching it. It's a very hard wall. You know, some walls are like soft. This is a very, um, yeah. So, uh, I'm loving getting settling in. It's fantastic. Good. It's been a while since we talked. Um, it's been a good month and a half because we took some time off so that you could get settled in France. And I went on a trip to Mexico, I took my kids to Mexico, which was a lot of fun. I did share some pictures on Instagram. It all went pretty, pretty well considering, and except for the fact that I did, now that I'm thinking about it, I did come back. I always get the, you know, traveler's issues post, um, 
like post Mexico trips, even though I'm so tight on, you know, making sure I'm only drinking filtered water and like making sure everything's gluten-free and they're very good with the the gluten-free stuff there. But, um, it was a good, it was a week. <laughs> I was a little off for my digestion, but that kind of, you know, all cleared out and I am looking into Lord, the world of parasites and parasite kits. So if I have any updates on that, I will certainly let wow. you know. Yeah. So it's, it's a lot. Um, I have some friends who are all very passionate about parasites and getting parasites out. So I was asking around and I do have a parasite cleansing kit because why not? Um, and my kids started kindergarten and my other kids started preschool and it's been a little crazy, but I'm just overwhelmed. It's funny about being overwhelmed. I said to somebody the other day, like, I'm asked how my day was. And I was like, well, I'm a a little bit overwhelmed. I'm like, (laughs) as much as I can choosing to just not see it that way. <laughs> but yeah. uh, my, my preference is to be like, I would rather be overwhelmed than underwhelmed, but just like a little bit, like, like the, the sweet spot is like, my life is full and vibrant, you know, but not veering into, yeah, like a, a panic. Yeah. <laughs> I like, a I like full, full plan to shows. I like full. So, um, Anyway, may your may your somewhat hectic time settle into a a nice full rhythm. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. Um, I think it's just you know getting up to speed with kid like the the new schedules and all of that. It it is a lot. Um, and I haven't been working out as much, and so I'm kind of working through all of those feelings, which is like I used to have my me time and my time to work out. And honestly, I feel better physically, obviously, when I do. So it's trying to find that balance again. Mm-hmm. Listen up for a new offer for free electrolytes for everyone, even if you've already made a purchase. When you are dehydrated, you need more than just water. Your body also needs minerals. That's because water absorption in your cells is dependent upon electrolytes like sodium, magnesium, and potassium, and you lose electrolytes when you sweat and when you go to the bathroom and you have to replenish them through food and supplementation. If you're active or you follow a whole foods diet or you're stressed and struggling with adrenal dysfunction, you need to be thinking about electrolyte replacement. Deficiencies can show up as dizziness, muscle cramps, headaches, fatigue, and sleep disturbances, or those stars when you go from seated to standing, especially on workout days, which was my experience. I let that go on for far too long, and now that I replace my electrolytes, I can tell you that I have not had that happen in so long. I also have much better recovery and can handle more workouts. Element is by far the best electrolyte supplementation Coming from somebody who spent years in the endurance world, I can say that confidently. They make grab-and-go electrolyte replacement with no sugar, gluten fillers, artificial ingredients, and it's paleo-friendly. It's travel-friendly too, and great for kids. My kids love it. We even took it with us on vacation. And everyone gets a free gift with purchase. Element comes in boxes of 30, and there is free shipping on all orders. And now all orders will get a free eight pack, which has all the flavors of Element, to get it, go to drinklmnt.com forward slash wellfed and make sure to use our code wellfed for the free sample eight pack. Again, that's drinkelement.com forward slash wellfed. All right. So question number one is from Brit. She says, 
Does one ever really lose the fear of gaining weight? I've been working on my relationship with my body and some days are great and others aren't. I've had to cut back on my workouts in the past in order to get my period back and I did have to gain some weight. I know this was a good decision given how much our period says about our health, balanced hormones and bone density is very important to me. Loved the episode with Lisa Hendrickson Jack about it being our fifth vital sign. Now that I've had my period for over a year, I struggle with fear of doing too much again, but also not wanting to gain any more weight. I know my worth isn't in my weight, but how do I get over the fear of it? Thank you for this question. I have been thinking about it off and on uh, all, I was, I was going to say all day, but I'm going to make that like all the last five years of seven years of recording this podcast seven and a half seven and a half years yeah seven and a half years of recording this podcast um and it's funny because initially I was going to be like yeah of course and actually I'm going to reverse it I'm going to say no Mm -hmm. I'm going to say no um I'm going to say no I mean obviously not it's complicated it's a little bit of both um Every, every person is is different. Um, every every person is different, and our situations are different. And I, I can't speak for other people. I do want to, um, you know, I do want to highlight a few things. Like, um, like I, I don't want to like determine anything for you, right? Because everybody's futures and a bit in mind spaces and what have you are different. Uh, and so, yes. Yeah, so I'm not going to say yes. I'm not going to say yes or. Uh, no, I will say that we live in a culture that fears gaining weight, and that is something none of us can escape. And it's uh, it's quite, I want to say, effectively powerful. By which I mean, it's something that like gets under your skin. It's in the because it's in the fabric of everything, and it's not just the words or even the images you encounter, but like the colors of the font and the music, right? Like when they. When you see somebody in a TV show and they're like, they look different, right? Like in, in people make characters on visually apprehending characters, you can make them like the, the bad person in the story or the fool in the story or they're this in the story by making them wear different kinds of outfits and have different kinds of body shapes and sizes and all this kind of stuff. And then they play the music and you don't even notice, but it's like constantly pressing in certain ways to like create feelings of inadequacy, basically, based on the way that you look, right? And there's triumphant, glorious music, like based on like these, like achieving certain ideals and, and what have you. And uh, that is, you know, for better or for worse, like that is the nature of the world in which we live. And so I don't want anybody to have unrealistic expectations for themselves in terms of their own personal growth and development. And I certainly don't want to give you an unrealization of me because I, as much as I work to purify like my life of those things, you know, I, I try to unfollow the accounts, whatever, like Instagram still gets into my search page and mm-hmm. like, I'm watching Bridgerton right now. And like, you know, <laughs> I love that show, which I adore. And, and it, it's, it's not like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm watching, um, I'm watching shows in French to anyway. So, um, and, 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 and I, I'm not making comments about Bridgerton and, and like necessarily body size and, and weight and stuff. Cause I don't know, whatever. <laughs> I, I don't know enough about the discourse about that show in particular to comment. Um, but so I don't want to paint an unrealistic picture 
you know, like we live in this, in this society, you do have the power to choose a lot of what you encounter, just not everything, you know, just not everything. And you'll you'll hear people talking on the bus and like on the street and you just like, you can't like, that's, that's, you know, it's the fabric of our society. You can choose to spend most of your time, most of your social media time, most of your your interpersonal time with people who are like radically affirming and don't, you know, participate in that and are actively rejecting that. And that's cool. And that's going to like help. And in that sense, like, yeah, like, sure, you can absolutely get over, you know, absolutely. Um, but there is that, that thing that um, can make it easy to, to dip your toes into it. And that's part of why, you know, we here and I, in my life and, and what have you are, are sort of constantly like, um, producing, like I, you know, constantly creating like all the different kinds of ideas that, that push back against that and reaffirming that for myself always, you know, always, always, always. And there are certain principles that I have come across in my time doing this, that, um, I have made ironclad in my head and I turn to them, you know, like examples of people I, I want to be like the example I want to set in the world, like, the values that I have, defining myself as a person in terms of my values of, you know, liking empathy and compassion and joy and laughter and all that kind of stuff. Um, who am I? Why all these different kinds of things. The stronger and stronger I build them up in me, the, you know, the more resilient I am to these, you know, like uh, all the ways in which our culture presses on us, you know, but that, uh, that doesn't mean I'm immune. I am more equipped to press back faster and it doesn't like, you know, it's like just a building that I don't want to say thicker skin because I don't want to imply that like maybe armor or something, a better metaphor than thicker skin. Cause I don't, anyway. Um, and, and I do think like we have the power to like frame things like our perspective. Right. Um, so all of which is to say short story long, um, I think it's, it's totally normal for you to be like wrestling or feeling these things and your feelings are valid at the same time. You can keep moving in the direction of being more and more comfortable with your body and more and more comfortable with the idea of, with the possibility of gaining weight. One thing you can do to become comfortable with that is just to go ahead and do it. <laughs> like, I don't, you know, Suppose like go ahead and do it. And then you're like, yeah. And you're like, oh, Hey, like, Hey, Hey, like things are the world continues spinning and, and, you know, um, and so, um, I mean, that's, that's, that's one way to do it. Um, and of course, like, again, changing your social media feed and the interactions you have with the people around you, the quotes and the images and stuff with which you surround yourself, like that's all super important. Um, and, and thinking about yourself, you know, defining yourself in terms of just, you know, other, other things, you know, um, is so important, the more you can build that up. So you can like, yeah, I don't know. I just, I highly recommend just continuing to persevere and feeling like you will, you know, like manifest that reality basically, um, in, in all of the ways by your internal and external environments. And, uh, yeah, so that's, that's it. Yeah. Talk that's way like, too long. <laughs> no, you never do. Okay. That's, that's all me. Um, I, I guess I hadn't really thought about that. I hadn't been thinking any, any more deeply about this. I probably should have, um, <laughs> no i just i didn't I, I, episode 398 i just realizing that i didn't quite i didn't do a good job of organizing my thoughts on this so this might just be like oh anyway why it's it's, not, it's it. fine um 
I I wonder if maybe we can lose the fear, but that instead of it, it, we won't, I won't, I don't think we'll ever lose the pressure because of all the things that you said, the society that we live in and the exposure that we have to, you know, elevating body size and weight loss and fitness and leanness and all of those things. Those things are always going to be elevated in our society. But I think. I think we can work on losing the fear and telling the fear to go, Um, you know, being very intentional with I'm not going to let myself be fearful, but I am going to recognize the pressure from society and how our society is kind of how how they're are like the world's thoughts are shaped around body and worth and all of that kind of stuff. And I can acknowledge that sometimes it's hard to go against that grain and it's hard to live in this world with this pressure. And sometimes I might succumb. Sometimes I might have a morning where I make a, you know, a not so well thought out or a a decision that is good for my body. And look, I still make those bad decisions. I still get up and push myself and try to work out, even though I know my body needed a rest day, you know, because I, I'm like, well, I need this or I haven't worked out in a week. Like to think that every some uh, we're supposed to reach some pinnacle of like, oh, we finally love our bodies and we're here and we've arrived and we're no longer you know, we, we, we I don't see I don't feel any pressure. Do you feel I don't feel any pressure? Like, no, that's just not. It's sort of like how we talk about health, like health is a journey. You don't just reach health, right? It's something that you are working on over the course of your entire life. And it moves and it shifts. And what's healthy for you years ago may not be healthy for you now. And so we have to kind of recognize that those shifts with the pursuit of health. And so with the pursuit of trying to find confidence in yourself and understanding that your worth is not in your weight and improving your body image and not choosing to opt out of the dieting roller coaster and the the quick fixes and the unsustainable changes opting out of that like that does that's a journey and it's going to change throughout your life and it's going to be different at different phases of your life so the opting out the work that i had to do before i had kids is much different then my relationship with my body now and the different pressures that I feel now and the struggles that I deal with now, they're different. And while I'm definitely more confident and I definitely feel better in my body, I have better health, all of those things, that doesn't mean that I'm not, I, I don't wake up and say, wow, I wish I could put that, <laughs> you know, I wish I could put that dress on again um, that I wore before kids or whatever, you know, so it's it's just you, you, I think we just have to be able to, and we've talked about this before, and I think that this is a good decision or like a good conversation and a good decision for what I would say millennials. You know, we're millennials. I'll own it. Um, I'm technically a geriatric millennial. I think that for millennials in particular, we grew up in such this just to- not to say that any generation didn't have less toxic, you know, ideals around body size for women. But millennials in particular got a heavy dose of an introduction to social media and fitspo and thinspo. And it was, man, in the 90s, you know, I did a reel on this. And in the 90s and early 2000s, we were in a phase where we were really praising 
thinness. And there was even articles. I, I clearly remember articles in magazines where you would it'd be like, who's under 100 pounds? And everybody remembers those photos of Lindsay Lohan and Nikki. I don't know her last name and Paris Hilton and all these. And they were so bone thin. And that was like what we were supposed that was who our ideal was. We didn't have any body positivity then. There was no such thing. So like as millennials, we're still trying to heal and recover from that. You know, like we this was those were our teen years. And then I think a lot of us in our 20s spent fighting our we fought our bodies. We fought ourselves. And so now we're kind of creating this new relationship. And it's. It's just it's never going to be easy peasy, but I think it can we can we can consciously choose. We can consciously be aware of that and say, "Okay, I'm feeling I'm feeling the pressure today." But we can also still then get up and move on with our lives. <laughs> and I'll say, I don't I wouldn't I wouldn't go back there if you if you paid me. I would not go back there if you paid me. I don't want to be on a diet. I don't want to be so focused on the cellulite on my left hip that I have to like, you know, be on a strict diet and be on, you know, do a workout, spend most of my free time working out. Like, I don't want to do it. So, nor is it necessary. Study after study has demonstrated that the more you don't want to think about something, the more you think about it uh, in like everything. And I always use the example of polar bears. So find an old episode if you yeah. want to hear the polar bear <laughs> example, but like, but but I, I I say that because um, it's something totally random, right? Like uh, penguins, <laughs> following the theme of Arctic animals. Yes, yeah, seriously. If I tell you not to think about penguins, you're gonna you're gonna think about penguins, right? And 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 so the only way to really like get your mind out of this, I don't want to say the only one of the most powerful ways, right? You want to be able to like build your resources against this, right? Like specifically against every single line of critique you have against yourself, like build an argument against it, put it on a sticky note and put it on the wall or something on your computer. And then every time that concern comes to you, go to the sticky note and be like, well, this is the thing I'm fighting about that. And then the rest of the time, think about something else, like put your attention somewhere else. Our brains, literally, it's like a I think about the paths between our neurons, which are the cells in your brain. I think of them like um, like the luge event in 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 the Winter Olympics, and and our neurons. When you think of a pathway, when you think a certain like set of thoughts, if you think them a lot, your brain will like smooth the pathway, and the luge will get like faster, right? Um, it's called myelination, um, and you you like, actually, you make it easier for yourself to like, think the same thought patterns and mm -hmm. thoughts always have feelings attached and feelings have thoughts attached. And so you just, that's how spirals are made. So do whatever you can to just pivot your attention away from it as much as you can. And it'll get easier and easier and easier for time. I like that. Yeah. All right. Question number two is from Rachel. She says, is there a correlation between poor liver health and hormone imbalances? Yes. <laughs> Um, yes, there is, um, there, it's not, uh, necessary, right? So it's, it's not like necessarily that if your hormones are off, it's due to your liver, right? Uh, but it can very well be the case, uh, by and large, because the horm uh, the liver, <laughs> the 
hormones. Um, the liver is uh, the primary organ in your body responsible for flushing everything out of your system, including hormones. Um, and in uh, discourse on women's health, uh, estrogen gets talked about the most, right? Because uh, it circulates and throughout your cycle, right? You've got all these hormones ebbing and flowing and really what you want is like a good uh, flush out system. You know, like you need a good in out, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm putting my hand in a circle, like a diet, like a life cycle. You need, like, you need the cycle <laughs> to keep moving forward and you need the emptying, right? Because your pituitary gland is making the stuff and then you need, you need the body to be able to, to jettison it. Um, and uh, these things like, you know, they, they go out through your, uh, everything <laughs> it goes out through your intestines, but, um, hormones are, are filtered through the liver. And I have a feeling that Noelle has some like extra sciencey ways she wants to address this. And so maybe I'll just like pass it to her. Cause you can talk about like cytochromes and enzymes and stuff. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> One thing I always, I don't know, this is just a fun fact, but your liver, maybe, maybe everybody knows this and I'm just speaking to the or preaching to the choir, but your liver's on your right side of your body. So if you were to take your right hand and put it on like right underneath your your breast, that's where your liver is. And it's monstrous. It's huge. It kind of takes over your entire right side and then your digestion, like where you actually, you know, you probably feel this when your stomach hurts. It's more on the left side. Um, but anyway, I always kind of think of organs like while I'm thinking about an organ or talking about an organ, I'm always thinking about where it's at in my body. Don't know why, but that's a fun fact for you. So everything that you it, it does help. It does help make a connection because I do feel like sometimes we we lose the connection that we have with our body and where things actually happen and and how the things that we do actually impact all of the things that are within our our system. So everything that you swallow, you breathe, you absorb through your skin, it has to pass through your liver. And so even many of us think about the liver being this large detoxification organ, but it does regulate sex hormones, it regulates thyroid hormones, cortisol, adrenal hormones, it transforms or removes any of that excess that we have from the body. So if the liver can't do that properly, you will struggle with hormone imbalances because it's leaving these imbalances in your your body or it's leaving these used up hormones in your body, which is really interesting. So if your liver is overburdened <laughs> I'm watching Steph now put her hand on her side to find her liver. Yeah, and she's she pulled up a picture of where all the organs are. I Googled human anatomy and I'm looking at it. I had no idea it was that high. Yeah, it's high. It's yeah. like it's way up there. Yeah, so it's is your way stomach. Up there. Stomach's way up. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> I'm so sorry. This point about thinking about I think it's so important. I think yeah. it just makes it all more real to us. Go mm -hmm. ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm just blown I mean, away. It's Go right ahead. there. It's so close. As we talk, you know, we talk about the liver in these big terms, but like it's right there. Like it's literally <laughs> less than an inch, you know, like like a little thing in your body doing it. a thing. Yeah, it's you got you know, it's doing a thing. It's doing it. It's doing it. Um, so if your liver becomes overburdened by alcohol or drugs or substances like carcinogens or endocrine disruptors or whatever, you know, it's not going to do a so great job of detoxifying hormones. And that's kind of the short of it. I will say too, that elevated cortisol levels. So what, what elevates cortisol is stress. 
it actually decreases the effectiveness of liver pathways that perform that detoxification. So that's something to keep in Uh, mind. Of course. And then something something else. Yeah. Stress. Something else that's really interesting is estrogen metabolism is key for the liver because progesterone is actually utilized in many different ways in the body where estrogen has a very small set of skills and purposes. And so that needs to be really tightly controlled. So when this is why we talk about, oh, this is why when people talk about estrogen dominance, so too much estrogen in the body, people are like the liver and the people want to take liver cleanses and stuff because if your liver is not properly, if if any little things off with the liver and detoxification is off or you're super stressed or your bur- liver's overburdened or you're using clean, be- you know, products that are not clean, um, you know, c- there's endocrine disruptors in cleansers or um, cleaning products and skincare and all of that stuff. So you're taking in this extra estrogen and you're not getting it excreted properly, that is where you will see hormone imbalances happen like estrogen dominance. I will say too, that this is, I think like, I do feel like, and maybe not for the people listening, but I do feel like we have kind of lost touch with the new, like, I don't want to say ancestral nutrition, but maybe it is ancestral nutrition is always about eating to support organ function. And the nutrients that are really important for the liver are things that really a lot of people are not getting. So that kind of adds to this big stress. So our liver is not only overburdened, we're not only overexposed to toxins, which our our body then has to detoxify. And maybe we're over-dependent as a society on things like alcohol and drugs and all that stuff, but we're also not getting foundational nutrients for the liver. And that's things like B vitamins, sulfur is really important. And that's from cruciferous vegetables. So sulfur in particular um, is needed to produce glutathione. Glutathione is our body's main antioxidant. It's produced in the liver. It's really important for detoxification. So if you're deficient in sulfur, then your liver will have a harder time producing glutathione, glutathione and removing those toxins from the body. So cruci- cruciferous vegetables, I mean, how many people are really loving broccoli? Like that's not something that like, I, I love broccoli. I know it stops raising your hand. I love broccoli and I eat it all the time, but a lot of people are not eating spinach and greens and cruciferous vegetables. And then the other thing that's really important that you need for liver detoxification is amino acids. Amino acids are what bind to those toxins and eliminate them from the body. This is your body doing all of this work. We're not, it's not you doing a detox. Your body's just doing this. So amino acids are really important and complete amino acids are really important. And eating liver to support your liver is really important because when you eat liver, it a grass-fed liver, like, you know, um, which you can get in a variety of ways. It's not, not the easiest thing to buy and it's not the easiest thing to eat. I get it. But liver does in general have all the nutrients that your liver needs to, to perform its functions. And this is why we also love things like eggs and um, grass-fed beef and high quality things like you know, meats like turkey and chicken and all that kind of stuff, you're getting high quality quality amino acids. It's got some omega-3s in there, but in general, it's very low in what we'd call PUFAs um, or inflammatory oil oils, which some some forms of like, 
you know, nuts and seeds and that sort of thing typically have higher polyunsaturated fats. So um, we've kind of just gotten away from the foods that really support proper liver function. So all of this is to say that, yes, they are connected. And I do feel like because of what we're exposed to in our life and stress and um, stress and (laughs) poor, you know, the lower nutrient density of our diet, it is pretty common nowadays for hormonal imbalances to be caused by, or maybe be impacted by poor liver function and it's just one of those things that we've got to be thinking about long-term for health because it may, it may not be affecting you now and it may affect you later. And when it affects you later down the road, it's harder to kind of reverse that because those patterns have been set for a very long time. So, and those nutrient deficiencies have been, you know, dug into the ground for a very long time. So that's why we love staying on top of it. And that's a, that's one of those things that I think about for perimenopause. I'm like, okay, how do I want to go through perimenopause and menopause? Like I want to be able for my, I want my body, obviously it's not going to be like, fantastic. Um, it's not going to be super easy. Maybe, I don't know. I'll let you know, but you know, when I'm thinking about that, I'm thinking about, okay, well, what are the things that I can do to help really keep my hormones balanced and not have these big fluctuations? So anyway, the liver, um, if you saw me looking down at my phone while you were talking, it's because I was reading about uh, dietary recommendations for sulfur intake (laughs) And, um, it's so funny. It's so funny. Did you know that sulfur is the third most abundant mineral in the body? But wow. so, cause I wanted, I wanted to know what, what people are saying, because a lot of, you know, the, a lot of the conventional advice about this sort of thing is, is, um, very abstract or not, you know, like you just, it's hard to find, it's hard to find the good advice about this. So I could, and like pretty much everything that I clicked on said that like, okay, here are the like top sources for sulfur in the diet, um, vegetables, meat and seafood, nuts and seeds, dairy products, legumes, like that's everything. (laughs) It's like all the foods, like everything. I'm like, which cruciferous vegetables, you know, like (laughs) which meat and seafood. Um, yeah, it's funny. Uh, so, uh, anyway, I, um, we love eggs. And we love leafy eggs. greens. We love eggs and leafy greens. That should be the, put, <laughs> the next gonna, rebrand. We love eggs. Yeah, seriously. If you're going to put your money somewhere, put it in your eggs yeah. and put it in your, put it in a good, high quality, just cheese. A good, good, high quality. Yep. <laughs> raw, raw milk cheese. We, yep. We have that. And, um, a ground beef. Ground beef's pretty affordable. Um, you know, inflation, guys, it's it's getting bad out there. But you can buy ground beef and get the grass-fed ground beef and and just cover And the base. organ meats are, um, if you're on a budget, organ meats yeah. are cheaper. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You can hide it in a meatball. <laughs> and frozen vegetables are like the only you know, the, speaking of inflation, you know, turn yes. to frozen vegetables. I, every, I, I eat tons and tons and tons of frozen cruciferous vegetables. Yeah. Um, they have, they have remained somewhat affordable and, uh, they're flash frozen, frozen, usually off the vine. So mm-hmm. nutrient dense. Yeah, no, I have nothing. It's really interesting. Cause I had this conversation with somebody who was like, oh, I'm just so overwhelmed. She was single. She's in the military and she was just working 7 a.m. to like 9 p.m. and just so overwhelmed. And like, I, I just can't get home. I don't have the energy to get home and like cook myself a meal. So it's just, I always eat out. And I was like, well, 
okay. But like, so I started giving her some tips and I'm like, why don't you just grab some? And she's like, and then I'll buy the things. I put them in my fridge and then they go bad. And I'm like, get some frozen broccoli. And she's like, why did I think about that? She's like, I just assumed that like frozen stuff isn't fresh and it's not, you know, that's not whole quote unquote whole food. And I was like, no girl. Like, I have the freshest. I have all the frozen stuff in my in my freezer right now because I do feel like that's such an easy grab and go. Like if you can, okay, well, I'm just gonna make some ground beef and I'm going to uh, open this bag of broccoli and just steam it real quick in some oil. Like it's it's very easy. So yeah, love the frozens. Okay, here's the deal. If you've been taking a magnesium supplement but have yet to see a change in your symptoms, it's time to try a compound magnesium supplement. Magnesium is essential to our health and our well-being, and deficiencies have become a huge problem. It can cause everything from migraines and sleep issues to increases in a risk of experiencing chronic diseases. We shouldn't wait until we are deficient in magnesium to start taking it. And even more critically, there's not just one type of magnesium. Now, normally I'm a big advocate of getting as many of your nutrients from food, but in this case, it's almost impossible to get enough of magnesium through food alone because our soil is so overworked and mineral depleted and lacking organic matter, which helps the plants get the minerals from the soil. Fortunately, Bioptimizers has a solution. Magnesium Breakthrough has seven types of magnesium and it's specially formulated to reach every tissue in your body. It gives you access to the full spectrum of magnesium, which can dramatically improve your overall health from reducing stress to improving sleep, to boosting your energy levels, to maybe helping you get over the cold that you got from your kid. Like I am in this situation right now, I sometimes up my dose of magnesium when I am sick and it does help. Right now you can try Magnesium Breakthrough and any other product from Bioptimizers for 10% off. Just go to magbreakthrough.com forward slash wellfed10. That's mag, so M-A-G, breakthrough, B-R-E-A-K-T-H-R-O-U-G-H dot com forward slash wellfed10. Use the code wellfed10 to boost your intake of magnesium. You can sign up for a subscription as well like I did. We get five bottles sent to us every five months because we go through a bottle a month for the two of us and it does help cut down on the costs. Again, that's magbreakthrough.com forward slash wellfed10. Question number three is from Dixie. She said, tips for dealing with utter exhaustion during your period. I know to rest more slash no high impact exercise, but just showing up to work has me feeling absolutely drained. Yeah, so we all go through like different hormone fluctuations and experience different symptoms um, through our cycles Um, or not, you know, but that is its own what have you. And, um, exhaustion is, uh, that would be, you know, when it's at the beginning of your period, that would be, that's when generally speaking, like the hormone levels have, have dropped off. It's like the reset. Um, and there's actually uh, a lot of really complicated interplay between estrogen and, um, neurotransmitters in the brain, uh, that regulate things like mood and pain and, uh, energy. Right. So uh, speaking of serotonin in particular, this is actually a big um, part of the reason, part of the theory about why women uh, often experience uh, headaches in in 
tune with their cycle because when uh, the body, when uh, it adjusts to certain levels of uh, serotonin, right? And so uh, when the serotonin levels drop off, uh, then you can experience changes. Uh, this is also re- related to, um, I mean, the biochemistry of it, uh, you know, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, right? There's there's a reuptake inhibitor. And that's uh, the reason those are effective is because again, there's this like cyclical nature and we experience effects, not just, you know, we have serotonin coming up and then there's what happens to you when the serotonin comes back down. And um, all of which is to say that, Uh, Yeah, it's really important to uh, you want to do what you can to uh, keep your estrogen and progesterone and luteinizing hormone, right? Your pituitary gland hormone excretions um, as in tune as you can, in large part uh, by reducing stress and inflammation Mm. in the body. And then um, doing what you can to, as we were discussing, keep the outflow of hormones going well by doing things like reducing stress and inflammation in the body. I'm detecting some themes. Um, and then I, um, I say all of this because um, a quick side note, I am in no way an expert in how uh, serotonin works in the brain and especially selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors. So please do, you know all of the grains of salt. Um, but, um, another thing that you can do, especially in like the short term is think about how to help your serotonin. One thing you can do, um, to help keep your serotonin chugging along at a, at a pace, um, is to expose yourself to sunlight during the day. Um, that's a really nice way to help regulate, uh, your production of this and other related neurotransmitters. Um, to help you create more energy, actually, uh, just bright light, but of the natural sort can be really, really good for you to help give you just to help your body, like have produced that, <laughs> produce those things that keep you going. Um, I have often stepped very carefully around caffeine, um, caffeine, you need to be careful because you can come down hard and it can also tax your system if you're under stress, but if you're not under stress, it can actually help you uh, tap into your dopamine system without exhausting it. So I'm not telling you necessarily that you need to like hit the caffeine hard, but if you want to go in light with a, (laughs) with one cup of black tea to see how that goes, or even green tea, which is less or um, a small, like, you know, half a cappuccino, whatever. Um, That kind of thing can also give you a little bit of a neurotransmitter, like, you know, but I'm sure I'm not, I'm not just going to tell you to like drink coffee when you're tired. Cause it's, it's, it's like when people say to me, like, I tell people I have trouble sleeping and they're like, Oh, have you tried chamomile tea? I'm like, yes, I've tried chamomile tea. Like it's me being like, um, another thing that you might um, be interested in um, experimenting with in like a short-term fix is uh, taking a brief cold shower in the morning. That might sound like really, um, off-putting. I've actually been doing it recently. Um, this is another way um, that people help uh, get their like dopamine, which is very much associated with like the ability to like be motivated and pursue motivation um, to get their dopamine pumping for like hours, you know, um, uh, after, after that. And so um, these are my like short, quick fixes to add to this uh, discussion that will probably be much more um, involved about like maintaining the hormone system to which I will pass to Noel. <laughs> well, I think 
you know, you make some good points. And I think it's one thing I want to note is that it's totally normal to feel the fatigue and the, the drop of energy. That is 100 percent normal. It's a lot of people associate. One thing I want to make a distinction about is a lot of people associate PMS with your period. And so they, it kind of all gets clumped together. But PMS, those PMS symptoms are before you start your period. And it could be up to a week and a half sometimes before you start your period. Then you start your period and all hormone levels are low and you start to kind of have this buildup again. But it shouldn't be like a long week where you're you're fatigued. It should only be like a few days. And that's totally normal. And I want to say that it's really important to go with this flow. Because if you're not going with the flow and you're trying to fight it, then you're just going to feel even more exhausted. So when even if it doesn't fit into your schedule in your life, you can be tracking your periods and say, "Okay, my period starts on this day. I know that for the three days after that, I'm going to be kind of exhausted and I'm going to say no to this event that or this dinner with my friends on that Friday night. I'm going to say no to this kid's event that, you know, my child needs to go to. I'm just going to say no. And I'm going to get to bed earlier. I'm going to sleep longer and make sure that I'm not exposing myself to a bunch of blue light when I'm, you know, in bed and I'm getting up and I'm getting some sunlight and I'm taking a walk. Things that we know are energizing. You're doing light exercise. You're not continuing with your plan of trying to push it in the gym. Like, First and foremost, your priority is to go with that flow and be very intentional with, okay, I'm on my period and this is when I shift. And that is essentially what cycle syncing is. And once you get better at it, you will be able to set up your life a little bit better and it'll be easier to do because you'll know when you can push it and when your workout intensity goes up and you you know when to schedule the big projects or your big project days or your big work days or your interviews. Haven't figured that one out yet. and then you will kind of have this, okay, this this is the phase where I can't push it. I can't schedule the things. I, can't, I, can't, I have to take more time for rest. So first and foremost, you have to do that. I will link to my cycle syncing articles. I have three. One of them is a beginner's guide. One of them is about diet. So all the foods that support you in different phases of your cycle and foods when you're when you're on your period are more warming foods, soups, bone broths, beef, stuff like that, iron rich foods. Um, so that could be another thing, too, when you if you if you have a lot of blood loss. Um, and then I have cycle syncing for workouts, which is really what I'm passionate about and I love talking about. So um, but I will table that and I'll just link to it in the show notes. Another thing is that you can support your body with adaptogens. So I think it's hilarious. Steph, you crack me up because you are Miss Coffee now or Miss Caffeine now, which you were so not when we started this podcast 400 episodes ago. And now you are like a different person. And I was the coffee person. And now I don't drink coffee. I don't I don't consume caffeine. I do eat chocolate. So I know there's caffeine in there, guys. But like I don't drink coffee anymore because I found like, yeah, I found like it, it that it was just creating more anxiety and more um, more worry and just jitteriness and all the, the things. So I stopped doing the caffeine. And what I do now is I try to use adaptogens. So I will link to there is one. One of the herbs that I like that's really great for stress support is rhodiola. You get something you have to experiment with and maybe you just take it. There's one by Gaia Herbs. And it's supposed to be for endurance and stamina. You can maybe try taking that 
like the week before your period starts and then into your period to see if that helps. Another thing you can do is take red juice by Organifi. I definitely take drink that. And that has rhodiola and it has cordyceps, which is really great for focus and energy. So think about using adaptogens and kind of seeing if you can support your body in those phases. If, in fact, you do know that you're otherwise healthy, you don't have any other symptoms of hormone imbalances, like this is where you really start to tinker and kind of you can have some fun with like what I, you know, what's the buzzword? Optimizing your health and, you know, h- helping the natural flow of your body give, give it a little boost. So I do I do love the red juice from Organifi. We do have quite a few containers of it. Um, and and I think our code is WellFed for 20% off, Organifi.com slash WellFed. And then the code should be automatically applied, but the code's WellFed if you just go there on your own. So, um, and that's a powder that you would like mix into water. I like to mix that with like some ice and that's what I drink mid-morning. You could also try caffeine. I- <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I, um, also just to say that talking about getting sunlight and taking cold showers, like is in no way like an advice that like you need to, you know, I'm fully on board with taking it easy. Right. I'm not saying you need to push super through, but you know, getting some sunlight on the way to work, if you can, you know, wouldn't, wouldn't necessarily, if you know, if you got to go to work work anyway, (laughs) as well. Um, yeah. And I actually, I, I might want to, I might want to, I mean, we all know ourselves in, in caffeine. Uh, I might want to walk that back, you know, or do it very gently. Um, and uh, yeah. And, and if you're a habitual caffeine drinker, like experimenting with pulling it out entirely for like a month, you might mm-hmm. actually find that that changes the way that you experience um, tiredness as throughout your life, you know, Um yeah. The, the way in which I experience tiredness during the day is, has changed a lot throughout my life. Um, and I know that, ca- you know, caffeine has played many different roles in it, um, sometimes for the better and sometimes for worse. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Anything else? Yeah. No, thank you. Okay. That's it from us. We apologize oh. if the, the tech, uh, are you surprised? Do you think I was going to push it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Very surprised. <laughs> Getting back uh, to the library by 6.30. I know you wanted to get to your library. And look, we answered the three questions. I'm not going to push it. Um, but we will be back next week. We've got some other stuff to talk about because it's our 400th episode. So it'll be fun. And um, we we're, we love answering your questions. And thank you to everybody who has been here with us for this long. Um, and we really do appreciate and we love you guys and we love answering your questions so we will be back next week to answer more questions that one may actually go over an hour so you do have to plan for that stuff uh okay for more from us go to health to empower.com for stephanie she is at stephanie.ruper on instagram my website is coconuts and kettlebells and i'm at coconuts and kettlebells on instagram thanks so much for being here we will talk to you next week 